Arts, Lifestyle, SNS Online. Hello and welcome to SNS Online and our fourth show in our Rise Up Women series. Today connecting to Pride season across the UK and indeed the world. Here we look to future generations, both gay and straight, and how children are educated from a young age. Children's author Carolyn Robertson has written a series of picture books exploring and indeed normalising same-sex parentage and adoption, all are proving to be particularly successful additions to the range of books available to the under-fives. And Carolyn joins us today. Very warm welcome to the programme, Carolyn. I must say, these books are fantastic, easy to read for young children, some of the most beautiful artwork I've seen for this genre, a classic with a fresh modern twist, and stories where the sexuality of the parents is quite often incidental to the, the tale itself. I mean, oh my God. Thank you very much. <laughs> and welcome to the show. Thank you, Nick. Nice to meet you. What started you off on the road to write these? Well, we uh, adopted two boys... We started the adoption process after we'd been together about five years and um, we adopted our son. It took the, the actual process was very quick for us. It only took about 10 months from start to finish from actually our initial interest with the um, social services to actually be in place. It was only a 10-month period. It was very quick. Um, and when our first son arrived, I really wanted some books to kind of go on his shelf and reflect our types of families because all the other ones were quite heteronormative. And um, I looked around and there was real dearth, actually, and uh, especially for adopted parents, uh, there really was very little. So did you feel that there was, a, as you were saying, there was a gap in the market? You, you, did you feel there was another voice that needed to be add, added when it came to children's books? Definitely. And um, there's no reason why kids' bookshelves shouldn't be full of all sorts of different types of family setups and uh, different types of, of families. And I uh, also wanted them to be funny. So I'd come across some through adoption agencies, uh, books for same-sex couples or about adoption, and I found them a little bit dry and a bit earnest. And I wanted some books to have uh, poo in them and animals and fun <laughs> and uh, to actually to, to be more reflective of, of, of the kind of other good quality picture books that were on the market. <laughs> Let's count them up. How many books? We've got, uh, I believe, an adoption story, Little Stork's New Home, Two Dads, Two Mums and the Menagerie, and now a brand new book called Two Mums. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yes, this book, it's a—it's not specifically for uh, adopted uh, families. It's, it's for any two mums families out there because um, mums often reach uh, parenthood in different ways um, and are able, obviously, to, to conceive. So... Uh, yeah, I wanted to do something for the two mum families out there. And, of course, it's for adopted parents as well, if they want to, want to read it. It's, uh, it's again, same illustrator as Two Dads. It's a very affirming story, quite light-hearted. And, yeah, it's got a rollerblading mum. She's very cool and an artist. <laughs> uh, Is that based on you or your partner? Uh, no, I can't <laughs> rollerblade for toffee. No, it's not me. <laughs> OK. Um, the, as I said, the artwork is, is fantastic. You've got a, quite a few different uh, artists. 
Sophie Humphreys and Sophie Keane, are they the same person? Did they she get are. married? She did get married, yes. Okay. Sophie did. Sophie's, um, she's an old school friend's um, uh, sister-in-law. Uh, that's how I, I, I got to know Sophie. Well, congratulations, Sophie. Also, Patricia de Villiers? Yes, and uh, she is a, a contact I made through my wife. Um, and uh, she's actually a South African artist. And uh, we that was quite a hard job to do because we had to do everything um, over the internet. And the way I do my illustrations often is I, I can't draw. So I, I do really horrible stick pictures. I was going to say um, the stick work. Yeah, really awful. And uh, and I put the text where I'd like the text to go around the pictures. And then I hand them the uh, awful stick pictures to the artists and say, could you do something with this, please? And generally they... Uh, they use their own ideas, their own imaginations, but they did a brilliant job, I think. So let's talk about the age range, uh, preschool or more. I noticed one that said um, from age nine on Amazon. Uh, well, that's an Amazon mistake. Um, <laughs> I was going to say. No, they are, I'd say they're, uh, the picture books, the kind of books that you'd start reading with, with, with your child. You know, the bed, they're really nice bedtime books. And they offer, um, I think three of the books actually end at bedtime, which is which is really good for kids. Yes, on that time. Yeah, that's a time when um, you know they're all snuggled up. And uh, th- I'd say from three to six, uh, for the two mums and the two dads would be the age group. And I think uh, Little Stork's New Home is a different type of book, and that's more of an explainer book for adopters uh, when they're talking about life story work with their children, which is kind of explaining the adoption journey. Uh, to children, it was quite a difficult thing to do, and I wanted a medium to kind of help with that. So, also, you've had success in America, I've noticed, uh, as two moms and a menagerie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had to go through the book and change, um, change it to, to moms. Um, yeah, it, it's been going really well. Brilliant. Uh, I went over to New York and I met some uh, bookshop owners and spoke to them. And I also went to the Gay Centre, which is very high tech in New York, actually. And they've got a library there. And I uh, spoke to some guys over there and they shared my books and they're doing very well. Uh, seems to be a big hit. I mean, I'm just looking at Two Dads, which is the first one I I uh, got a while ago when we are talking about it. I just want to read a little quote here. Not everyone I meet or see is even half as lucky as me, for I have something that can't be bad. I don't have one. I have two dads. Oh, yes, I didn't come out of either dad's tummy. I wasn't dropped by a stork or even found by a bunny. No, I am rather special, you see, because both my dads adopted me. Now, I love that. The fact that you've been chosen um, is a really good sort of positive and, you know, very good reason to to feel good about yourself. Absolutely. I wanted to make the books as affirming as possible. And it, it, it's really important for adopted children to see them see see themselves in that light. You know, have, have actually been uh, been chosen, and, and their parents are so excited uh, the fact that they've got children in their families. And yeah, uh, and obviously with with two dads, most dads in the UK actually come to fatherhood via adoption, gay dads, um, because uh, surrogacy often isn't isn't an option. Um, so yeah, it was important to share. And the book has gone down extremely well. Brilliant. 
And I'm just going to say, if you wanted to do a sequel to Two Mums and a Menagerie, um, <laughs> you could do uh, Two Dads and, and a Migraine, me and Andy. <laughs> we could get into that. We got a, a cat called Monkey. That's our baby. Right. And two goldfish who unfortunately um, died on Boxing Day together. I think it was a suicide pact or something. <laughs> together. Well, they, they were bored. Yeah, I just I changed the water as normal. I don't know what was going on there. But that's about the extent of our, our commitment. That's to really the... sad, Boxing Day. I, <laughs> I know. OK, I'm just going to read a few reviews of your books. I mean, there's so many of them and they're all wonderfully positive. I love this book. A story about a loving family that brings lots of animals into their home to care for. This is obviously Two Mums and the Menagerie. The fact that this family has two mums is almost an aside. When my son read it, he hadn't really noticed that there wasn't a mum or dad. And to him, it was just a funny story about having lots of animals around the house. Uh, something else with a lovely book. It's full of delightful imagery, rhyme, and a story that will capture the imagination of children. It's difficult to find books for children that successfully combine a great story with representation of the diversity of all our families. But Carolyn Robinson has done this so well. So oh. well! Oh. That's Sorry. brilliant! Warm so the cockles. <laughs> So, Carolyn, did you or your partner ever consider having a child naturally through a, you know, a donor or something like that? Or were you always focused on adoption? We did consider that. And actually, we did go ahead with that initially. And we started the process. But um, towards uh, the end of the process of uh, meeting somebody and we actually went down the... Um, the uh, artificial insemination route. I got pregnant and then I unfortunately miscarried. Oh, I'm sorry and, to hear that. Uh, yeah, but shortly after that, it really kind of brought things to a head for my partner and I and we discussed what would have happened and how we felt about what, what did happen. And my partner actually said, you know, how about adoption? Because it would feel more equitable for us, and that would mean that there wouldn't be a third a third person with involved in the relationship. Because initially we were going to, uh, it wasn't just a, a sperm donor; it was actually a mutual friend. And so mm. we discussed that at length, and we also discussed you know the fact that there are so many children in care who need a loving family. And because I used to teach, I felt like I had the skills uh, to, to to support children who had special needs or difficulties. So after that discussion, we decided, yeah, let, let's go for adoption. Sure. Uh, I just wanted to add that I think that gay adopters bring something unique to uh, to the adoption process in that as a minority, we've often suffered, a lot of us have suffered uh, loss, we've suffered, you know, we, 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 we feel different a lot of the time. And especially with gay men, actually, it's their first choice to come to parenthood via adoption. And if you've heterosexual, you've often been on a long journey of, 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 of miscarriage, a long journey of um, uh, uh, insemination, and you often come to a, a point of loss. Whereas I think gay adopters come to a point, it's often their first choice. And it was a quick choice that we made after uh, our, our first miscarriage. And I really feel that all the things about being gay can help us as adopters because we know what it's like to feel different and we can share that with our children and I think the level of empathy is is quite unique and important. So what's next for you? Uh, well, um, right now, I'm actually I'm writing a comedy script. At the moment. Are you? Yes, yes. Um, I am. For, does it have uh, a lesbian twist? It certainly does. Yeah. Ah, brilliant. <laughs> yes, I um, uh, Yeah, I went to the Diva Literary Festival uh, in November uh, in Birmingham. 
and I entered a competition for the lesbian box office, which is going to be a, a kind of uh, a, a lesbian channel dedicated to kind of more gay content. And um, well, this is a television channel. It uh, yes, it's going to be a TV channel. They're currently doing a series that's aired at the moment. It's a web series called Different for Girls. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Okay. So, who are you shagging now? I haven't seen your other half. Is there one? She's a whale up. You made me come running because you just had a tiff with your fucking plastic lesbian? You're really gonna go through with this charade of a wedding. I know this is difficult for you, honey. And so, I pitched an idea that I had uh, called MILF. <laughs> okay, uh, you're gonna explain that one? I'd rather not. I think that's okay. something you should share with your listeners. Okay. <laughs> So in general, uh, that's going okay. I mean, presumably you can't really talk well. too much about it. But I can't talk too much about it. But I, I am currently writing a comedy script called Milf, which will be set uh, in and around London and Kettering, uh, about a woman who uh, finds herself newly divorced from her civil partner and uh, dumped in Kettering, and how does she manage to get herself out to the straight community and survive within it? Uh, it's, yeah, I think there'll be quite a lot of laughs. Kettering, the place so good they named it once, as they say. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, that sounds fantastic. Can we get you back if, if, that, if that becomes a thing? Can if we get it, you back uh, to yeah, talk about so it? I really hope it becomes a thing. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's my current baby at the moment. It's quite a departure from children's fiction. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting getting my head from one thing to the next. Mm. You're allowed to use rude words. <laughs> I'm allowed to use rude words, yes. <laughs> Discuss MILFs. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be scandalised. <laughs> I think you've been more interested in DILFs, to be honest. We are family. So where did we find out more about you online? I know there's a thing called Sparkly Poo Publications, which is uh, an ad adoption blog by you. There is an adoption blog, yeah. Uh, I wanted to share some of our journey because it's had its ups and downs, adopting two boys. And we've come across quite a few things that have been challenging for us over the past 10 years. And I wanted to share the story and also just show, share the, the adoption process that we went through because a lot of people ask questions about what was it like, what did we have to do, uh, what's it like when you're placed with a child, uh, about in the introductions. So I wanted to share that and also the onward journey. We've had a few difficulties with schools, with, um, with, with, with one of our sons and sharing that information. And there's a real online adoption community, actually, and it's very helpful to share our experiences. So what, what are we tapping into our computers to find you? Right, well, my uh, blog talks about the adoption journey and I do have a web uh, a web page, uh, sparklypoo.com. And I also, uh, I think I've set up a Facebook page so I can be found across the, those platforms. And my books are all on Amazon, amazon.com and .co.uk. And interesting, I'm selling loads in Germany. I'm not quite sure why. But yeah, but they're very popular in Germany. My books are they reprinted? Uh, no, they. I, I used a. Um, they're not well, in German. Uh, yeah, that's no. what I meant. Yeah, yeah. No, they're not. They're not. So it's uh, they're actually being read as an English uh, language book. Mm. I have got a friend currently translating it into French for me, but it's quite difficult to do because the words they're very much rhyming text and finding mm. similar words in another language. It's quite a skill. Mm. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Absolutely. Well, listen, Carolyn, it only reminds me to say thank you so much for coming today. We love your books. We're looking forward to many more, including the Rude uh, sitcom. And uh, only reminds me to give your celebrity goodie bag 
which all the guests get. Wow. There you go. Thank you very much. Lovely to meet you. Caroline Robinson, thank you. And our thanks again go to the fabulous Carolyn Robertson. All her books are available to purchase via Amazon, although it must be said that other online outlets are available. We take a brief pause from our Rise Up Women season during the summer months to introduce an eclectic range of shows for your delicatation and delight, including mental health campaigner Johnny Benjamin, MBE, radiophonic musical Joy in HowlRound, and Boise himself, family favourite John Chalice. Our very next outing takes us to a quiet village in Norfolk called Trunch, quiet until we hit Trunchenbury, a dance music festival that's causing a stir with locals and festival goers alike. But until then, if you're going to London Pride this weekend or are planning to go to one in your neck of the woods sometime in the future, have both a glorious and safe one. I'm Nick Randall. Goodbye. Basically about these incredibly brave, brilliant, extraordinary young women aged mainly between 18 and 28 who flew planes to the front line during World War II. Do you think Emily Davison wanted to kill herself that day? All her journalism is about martyrdom and fire and sacrifice and nobility and awakenings. It just reads like one long suicide note. I think she really meant to do it. Because I wanted the world to get better, and I knew it couldn't get better if it's going to be ruled by men. Matter of fact, I think it's amazing how well the men did for 2,000 years, considering they tried to do it alone. I really feel that all the things about being gay can help us as adopters, because we know what it's like to feel different, and we can share that with our children, and I think the level of empathy is, is quite unique and important. I thought to myself, well, if this is a twice-weekly programme uh, and going on throughout the year, um, I should be editor. So I gave myself uh, the, the job, as it were, and had it um, on the credits, and nobody queried it. It was extraordinary. Girls in the Women's Auxiliary Air Force are being called upon to handle many of the responsible jobs which were previously entrusted only to RAF mechanics and ground staff. And they flew without radar, without sometimes without training on that particular plane. You know, they'd have learnt on a tiger moth and they'd be given a spitfire. I don't think it did help me get a play rise, <laughs> but, the po- but, 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 but the point was, I suppose children's programmes were regarded as so insignificant, nobody bothered what went on. Pauline Gower was the woman who spearheaded it. She got equal pay for equal work. Yes, the first woman Ever Which is very, in very topical to in and the news at the moment. we are still fighting that battle in 2018. <laughs> How does that happen? Rise Up Women, a special season of shows exclusive to SNS Online.